0: our starts. Um we all I'm sure have some friends or family that have some needs going on taking place right now. But we walk by faith. We don't walk by sight. I'm so thankful for that. Um I'm not gonna share all the names tonight, uh, by any means, but we all have a need. Keep every, everyone in your prayers tonight. Um go ahead and just pray over the service, dear Lord. I uh, thank you for bringing us here tonight. Thankful. For this dedicated congregation that we have, this establishment, God, Lord, touch the service, God move tonight, Lord, in your the glorious Lord name, is amen.
1: Ready to move your the Lord is getting ready to come.
0: miss it, promise. It says Candy. Uh, 29th is the missions uh, pledge. That's when it's due. And then this Sunday is Pastor Appreciation Sunday. I forgot offering. I apologize. I'm
1: training him. I'm yes.
0: Yeah. Okay, and now if we could have our ushers come forward and we'll take offering. Dear Lord, please uh, touch this offering tonight, God, in your name, Jesus. Uh, thank you, Lord.
1: Welcome, Brother Begton. Thank you, Jesus.
2: Bless you. You can be seated. Good to be in Paris tonight. Uh, now, Brother Meyer said, y'all are usually out by 9.30, uh, so I want to watch the time. Matter of fact, I've always... Used to, be, used to be short-winded, so I'd have to tell my wife when I get to 30 minutes, you know, shake the phone, but it don't count till I read my tags, you know. And uh, I grew up in Stamps, Arkansas. It's on Highway 82 in Arkansas. You know what Wednesday was in Stamps, Arkansas? They had a S&H Green Stamps at the Piggly Wiggly, and Wednesday was double-stamp day. Anybody ever save S&H Green Stamps? So, you know, you'd get one for a dollar, however many it was. But on Wednesday, you got two. Now, I've always liked that. that On Sunday, see, we're more rested up, you get one stamp for saying hallelujah. But on Wednesday, you get two stamps, hallelujah. And and then I remember one time we bought a, a, a croquet set and a glove. But when you get that book filled, you took it to the redemption center. One day we're going to get our book filled. Hallelujah. We're going to take you to that redemption center. I wasn't redeemed with silver and gold, but by the precious blood of Jesus Christ. But anyway, so good to see a lot of faces. I recognize, I appreciate Brother Meyer. He called me Sunday, and I was just excited you know, I, me and Laura have been married for six years. She lost her husband in 2012, and I lost my wife in 2014. We were all friends in Shreveport in the 80s, and we both moved back in 2016. And the Lord worked it all. That's a long story. I can't tell you that whole story there. But uh, it's been a blessing to me. And I told her when we got married, I said, I'm, I'm not planning on preaching. I, you know, went through a hard time and. Uh, I lost my son. He, and I've got these three grandchildren I'm trying to raise that I, I don't want to preach. And November the 19th, 2020, right during the middle of the pandemic, I woke up that morning and I don't know, something done got a hold of me again. And, uh, you know, I, I, I feel kind of funny sometimes. I don't feel old, but I'm 70 years old today. Oh, no, it's not my birthday. i am just telling you how old I am. I'm 70 years old today. (laughs) Hallelujah. But I feel good. I want to give the Lord praise for feeling good. I want to give the Lord praise for being healthy. Long as I can, I want to give him praise. But I do appreciate Brother and Sister Meyer. Uh, I've known him a long time, haven't known him as well. Obviously, as his first cousin has, but uh, we appreciate being here. And I want to go to the Word of the Lord, and I will try not to be too long. I'm I'm trying to follow the Lord, though. Anybody need anything from the Lord? Anybody got any loved ones that need something? Anybody got any troubles or problems in your life? The best thing, when we gather in the house of the Lord, we need to leave our troubles out there and realize our help is cometh from the Lord. So I have come to praise him. But I want to read Luke, the 23rd chapter, verses six through eight. Luke 23, verse six. When Pilate heard of Galilee, he asked whether the man, talking about Jesus, were a Galilean. And as soon as he knew that he belonged under Herod's jurisdiction, he sent him to Herod, who himself also was at Jerusalem at that time. And when Herod saw Jesus, he was exceeding glad. Now, he was glad to see Jesus, for he was desirous to see him of a long season, because he had heard many things of him, and he hoped to have seen some miracle done by him. That's the only reason he's happy to see him. He wants to see a trick. I have people all the time, they do me a trick. And I go, well, I don't know whether I can or not. But, you know, I'm just saying, do me a trick. Do me a trick. Well, Jesus doesn't want to show up all the time and do us a trick. He wants to know, is there anybody that's thankful for what he's already done? We've heard it said many times, God doesn't have to do anything else that ought to be a worship and a praiser. But tonight, I want to preach on this little thought. God's not looking for curiosity seekers. He's not looking for curiosity seekers. Now, some of y'all, I think most of y'all, remember there used to be a tabloid, and their motto was, Because inquiring minds want to know. The National Enquirer. Before I became a checker at Walmart, you know, and I had to check out all the time. You know, you should stand in line. And you ever stand in line, there'd be that tabloid there. And they would have some of the most outrageous things. Elvis seen last week in Vegas. Uh, Life found on Mars. They look like Hillary Clinton. Page 42. You know. 22-pound baby born was talking when it came out, you know. And so, you know, it seems so preposterous, and yet there's something about us. I just want to see what them Martians look like. So I made sure nobody I knew was around there. I'd pull that thing out and look. Well, my, they do look like Hillary right there. But you see, there's something about that curiosity. And I've had lots of people say, tell me how you, how many of y'all like to know how to do that trick I just did? Would you like to know? Can you keep a secret? So can I. <laughs> uh, but anyway, uh, we need to understand there's something about curiosity. And so Herod, He wasn't interested. He didn't even care how he did it. Now some of the people said how is this possible? How is this man doing this? But Herod he didn't even care about that. The Bible says he had been desirous he had heard about Jesus the blinded eyes being opened, the deaf ear, the lepers healed and so he just wanted to be able to say I saw him do a trick one day I tell you God is tired of people coming to the house of the Lord just wanting him to show up and do a trick that are just seeking his hand he's looking for somebody that will seek his face somebody that say Lord I want you to know I'm not here for the loaves or the fishes the Lord giveth and the Lord taketh away but blessed be the name of the Lord if you got breath in your body tonight you ought to be praising God I don't care if you're hurting in your foot I don't care if you ain't got any money there ought to be something inside of you that says Lord I I remember where you found me. I remember what you delivered me of. I thank you for washing my sins away. I thank you for filling me with the Holy Ghost and I came to praise the Lord. Why did you come to church? Well, my wife made me. I thought I ought to bring the children. I want to see Bob. I need my motor worked on. See, in you know, other words, a lot of people, they come for the wrong reason. You know, we we come and and we're in this modern world that, and I, I try to, my wife says I get hung on this one thing, but we're almost trying to just market the church now. You know, if we could just do like some of those other churches out there have done. If we could get all the lights and the cameras and the action. Folks, that's not going to bring revival. If my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face, then will I hear from heaven. I was glad to come in and there was people praying in the prayer room. That's how you're going to get revival. Somebody's got to make up their mind. I'm here to pray to God. We, we've been traveling a little bit more the last year or two. We went to one church and my wife went up to the information desk, the lady that was there. And she said, uh, can you tell me where the prayer room is? And the lady said, uh, I don't know if I know where it's at. Now, this is the people that's supposed to be giving you information. Come to find out there wasn't anybody in the prayer room. I'm going to tell you, nothing is going to change the fact that we got to pray, that we got to get a hold of God. I don't care how many nifty things they get. I don't care how many different colored lights. I, I don't care all the talent and the talent we have today. Y'all have got great singing and music here. That's all wonderful. But if somebody doesn't worship Jesus Christ, if somebody Somebody doesn't forget about their troubles and their problems. If somebody doesn't get their eyes on Jesus and say, Lord, I have come to worship you. You see, when you walk through that door, you're not a mechanic anymore. You're not a teacher anymore. You're not a doctor anymore. When we walk through that door, we are worshipers. God called me to be a worshiper before he ever called me to be a preacher because when we get to heaven, they're not gonna need any preachers up there, but what they're gonna be looking for is somebody that will worship God. I want him to know that I love him down here, that I intend to be a worshiper, you know, sometimes we go, whoo, didn't we have church? Three ladies were screaming, two guys were running, and we had church. We didn't have church. Those three people did, and those two people did. You know, when we leave here tonight, God's not gonna go, Hmm. Paris worship me tonight. He wants to know, did David worship him tonight? Did Bill and Sue worship me tonight? Did you ever take a class? I took a class in college where, you know, there was about 10 of us and we had a project. And everybody's going to get the same grade. I like those kind of things. Especially if my wife's in that group. She's real diligent. You know, she's going to make sure we get a good grade. I'm over there laughing and carrying on. Having fun. I get the same grade she got. But the truth is, God doesn't work that way. It is good that you came. I believe you get a stamp just for coming. I believe you get a stamp for saying, I love you, Lord. But I'm not trying to just get a stamp. I want him to know that out of the abundance of the heart, my mouth is speaking. Even at 70 years old, I want him to know I am still in love with him. Tina Turner sung that song. What's love got to do with it? Love has everything to do with it. It's hard living for God on discipline. It's hard living for God. I don't want to go to hell. But if you fall in love with Jesus, oh, I tell you what, his yoke is easy. His burden is light. It's not a hard thing to raise my hands. Anybody remember when you couldn't hardly raise your hand? You know, we we were so self-conscious. But we need to understand God is looking at us. You know, my dad used to say, I didn't always appreciate it, but he would say, You get to go to school. You get to go to work. Hey, During the pandemic, it was glad to get to go to work. And you get to go to church. Not I have to, not I ought to. I was glad when they said unto me, oh, Lord, I was so pandemic 2020, Easter time came, and I'd been fired up now for about three or four or five months, and glory made us get dressed up in our Easter clothes. We didn't have church. We all went and sat on the couch there, and we watched our online service, And they said, everybody at home, why don't y'all stand up? So we stood up. You ever do that at home? Feels kind of funny, you know, looking around. I, I tell you what, I... I have watched a lot of online stuff, but I'm glad I can come to the house of the Lord. I need to feel your worship. I need to see that you're still going on. I need to hear the word of the Lord. I need to hear singing. My daddy died during the pandemic. He died about a month after I got fired up. He was 94 years old. He was still leading the singing at his church, sitting on the front row and bringing somebody to church a month before he died. God was good to him. He got the Holy Ghost when he was 14. He had the Holy Ghost 80 years. There's not many people could have had the Holy Ghost 80 years. But I tell you what, he didn't know when his last service was. You realize most of us won't know when our last service is. We don't know. I wish God would tell me, David, this is your last service. Boy, if he told me this was my last one, I'd have done been running laps. I'd have been jumping up and down. I'd have been weeping and crying and praising God. We don't know when our last service is. So the only way I can be sure of having a good last service is make up my mind every time I come to the house of the Lord. Oh God, I want to praise you with everything inside of me. I want to lift you up. I want to exalt you. I want to be a worshiper. He's not looking for curiosity seekers. Now, I've had to travel a little bit and be gone from my pretty wife there. If I've been gone two or three days and I come in, open the door, and she's sitting there reading a book, and she just glances up at me and keeps on reading her book. If I have to say, woman, get over here and give me a kiss. Now, if I have to tell her, she'll do it, but it won't mean as much to me. But if I walk in that door and she flings that book aside, and says, sweetheart, love of my life. (laughs) And she comes, well, I better stop right there. But anyway, that she's glad to see me that nobody made her do it. I don't think there ought to have to be a cheerleader up here saying, come on, let's praise the Lord. Come on, let's magnify the Lord. There shouldn't have to be anybody up here telling me there's something inside of me. Oh God, I remember. Oh Lord, my burdens rolled away. I had carried them for years now. And day. God's been good to me. I want to praise Him for it. Something ought to be springing up, and you know what? People are going to worship something. Some people worship sports. You know, we've heard that many times, but I tell you what, I always liked ball. You can tell by looking at me, I'm an athlete, and uh, that wasn't intended to be funny. Uh, but, But I'm saying, I like sports. I tell you what, you ever see them? Some of them have their shirts, they'll be like five guys lined up. They'll have their shirts off at the hockey game and it's cold and they'll spell, you know, hockey or something on the, painted on their chest. I told that one time. I pastored in Mississippi 19 years. I said that that Sunday morning, that Sunday night when the choir came out five of those, praise the Lord they didn't take the shirt off, but five of those men when they, well they did take the shirt off they had a t-shirt under there and they spelled J-E-S-U-S I tell you, if the world can get excited about somebody hitting a puck or hitting a ball or catching a ball or shooting a ball, I mean they're not ashamed of it, I'm going to tell you they'll hoop and they'll holler and they'll carry on and then we're going to come to the house of the Lord and the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords and my Savior and my Creator, you think I'm gonna let them out worship me? Not on your worst day, I'm not. I want God to know you're more important to me than a pigskin. Yeah. Matter of fact, I went to the University of Arkansas for a short period of time. Y'all know about the Razorbacks? Ooh, pig suey. Do you know at the ball game? I, I did go to a couple of ball guys, about 19. They have these red plastic pig heads. I keep meaning to get me one so I could give a good illustration. I mean, you got the snout on them. There's doctors and lawyers. There they are with that pig head on. Woo, big suey. And they don't think anything about that. And sometimes we allow ourselves to be intimidated from praising God, intimidated from dancing before the Lord, intimidated for being excited about God. I want him to know I am a worshiper. I intend to give the rest of my life to being a worshiper like I never have before. I'm still excited about God. I'm still excited about the love of God. You know all he's ever wanted? Somebody just to love him. Just to love him. You know, wouldn't it be, I started to say, wouldn't it be bad to be Bill Gates? Well, it would be bad to be Bill Gates. But if you had that kind of money, how do you know who your friends are? Everybody's coming up going, hey, Bill, how you doing? In other words, everybody wants something from him. How do you think the Lord feels a lot of time? Dottie Rambo wrote that song, I didn't come here, Lord, to ask you for anything. I just came to talk with you, Lord. I want you to know I, I think God appreciates it that when we're not asking him for something and we're just thanking him for what he's already done. Oh, God, I can never thank you enough. Oh, Lord, you load me daily with your benefits. When I think of the goodness of Jesus and all he has done for me, my soul cries out, hallelujah, I don't know if y'all still sing that chorus. I I hadn't heard it much in a long time, but you know, every once in a while, they'll sing a song, and boy, it just really goes good. Boy, so the next time the service is kind of dead, they say, let's sing that song again. And nothing happens sometimes that second time. You know why? The the second time, you sing it like this. When I think of the goodness of Jesus... I wonder what we're eating after church. My soul cries out, I hope it's pizza. Praise God. See, you got your mind on something else. But when you sing it that first time, when I think of the goodness of Jesus and your mind goes back to the pain and the hurt and the sorrow and the despair and how you felt lonely and you felt like nobody cared and Jesus came down and made a new creature out of you, my soul cries out, hallelujah. I say, I don't want to forget Jesus. I'll never forget what you've done for me. We used to sing that song, but we still forgot, didn't we? We forget. There's something about human nature that just forgets. I got a friend. How am I doing there, sister, all my time? A couple of them look like they're worried, okay. What? I got 16 left. I use 16? Okay. I got a good friend in Shreveport. He was a welder for General Electric, them big transformers, you know, them big old things. And of course, so they had the helmet and they had the overhauls or whatever you call it and the boots and the gloves. He said, every once in a while, a piece of that hot molten steel would drop down in somebody's boot. And when you looked over there, you saw them doing that Number. You, you didn't wonder what was going on. And that guy didn't go, pardon me, do you have any gray on? No, that guy's going, fire! Something's got a hold of me. I said, he said, I'll baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. Let me ask you tonight, is there any fire still burning? Is there any fire inside of your soul? Oh God, I want to keep the fire going. I got to fan it. I got to put some wood on it. I want to keep the fire going. He's been too good for me. Oh, I want to praise and magnify him. God's not looking for curiosity seekers. That's the way the world is. You let something start to happen, you know. We live in a day of I don't know, my my grandmother Beckton. Y'all heard of C. M. Becton? He used to be on harvest time. That was my uncle and my daddy's brother, only brother. My grandmother Beckton got the Holy Ghost, oh, I keep needing that either third, 1930, 1932. And I asked her back in the 80s before she died when I prayed through. I said, Mama, how was church at filth and victory in the 30s? It was the depression time. It was hard times. She said, if we didn't have a hold down, we didn't feel like we'd been to church. And you know, there's something, I got a little bit of that spirit myself. Now, it's not all in hooping and hollering, but it ain't all sitting there impersonating something either. Hallelujah. I want him to know I am still thankful. I want him to know that I could never praise him enough and magnify you enough that, oh God, I want to be there. I grew up in Stamps, Arkansas. We didn't have a church. It's a town of about 2,000. So we drove to Waldo. Remember, several years ago, they won't know where Waldo was? It's in Arkansas. And so that's where we went to church. And uh, they were as good a people as you would ever find. But now our worship was a little. My daddy led the singing. Let's get three out of the book. Anybody remember those days? Three out of the book. And my daddy had a little music train. He'd do his hand like this. You know, trying to get the timing right, sister. I don't know if we ever got it right. He was trying. But they were wonderful people. My grandmother, when Papa retired... They moved down to Stamps and Daddy bought a house they could live in. They were poor people. They never had anything. But what Mama wanted, she said, I asked God, I wanted some preachers in the Becton family. And there's been a lot of preachers in the Becton family because you see, she set her affections on things above. But this one woman, when she moved into Waldo, Arkansas, where, where they just kinda went, you know, good folks, but they just had a tradition that they did she still had the fire burning 50 years later and she'd get up and testify and you'd feel the Holy Ghost come upon you and she would worship God and she'd turn that church around. One real worshiper can bring the power of God down. Folks, what would happen if all of us tonight really just took a minute and say, oh God, I want you to know I'm still excited about what you've done. I'm still thankful for what you've done. I want to praise you with everything that I have I'm to the place I'm not satisfied with good church anymore. I'm not satisfied with just talking in tongues a little bit. I'm not satisfied with my little old two-step I do. I'm hungry for the glory of God to come down. Where's the old time conviction? Where's the old time moving of the spirit? Where's the old time lingering around the altar? Somebody's gotta get on fire. Somebody's gotta pursue it. Somebody's gotta be hungry. You can't catch what you don't pursue and you can't pursue what you don't want. This is kind of akin to what I said a while ago. We're spending all our money at a lot of churches, not not us and y'all. They spend all their money trying to attract people to the church. Not saying anything wrong with that, but if we would attract Jesus to the church, he would draw the people. If I be lifted up, he said, I'll draw all men into him. You get a red hot fire, get to burning every time you gather here. Somehow another word gets out. Somehow another the backstylers wake up feeling a little funny in the morning. Somehow that sincere heart that never has known God, the spirit of God gets loose. It's time to have revival. I'm not talking about playing church. I'm not talking about feeling a little something. Oh God, show me your glory. I am after I move with the Holy Ghost, see, I feel like God told me three years, almost three years ago, when I, I said, "God, you know, I don't really want to preach anymore. I've been hurt, and I've been through some hard times. Hey, I'm old enough to retire. Anybody still working, keep that Social Security coming in, you know." But you see, when that fire gets a hold of you. You ever have a friend? He won't show how tough he was. They'd strike a match or right lighter. He'd hold his hand over there. You know what? Some of them can hold it pretty long. But I'm going to tell you what: sooner or later, you're going to move. If it's a lighter, now match might go out. You go go home and try. To touch your homework. Get you a lighter. Stick it under your hand. See how long you hold it there. You may hold it longer than I can. But there comes a point. The fire is too hot that you can't take it anymore. We need to get the fire so hot. I tell you what. That our young people, they need to see it. I'm sure they do. I know. I know anything about your church. I love Brother Meyer. Y'all been good to me. But they, these young people, they need to see the elders worshiping God. They need to see somebody. I can't run like I used to run, but I still make a laugh every once in a while. I can't dance as long as I used to, but I'm still going to praise the Lord. We got a 12-year-old granddaughter. I want her to know this is how you praise the Lord. This is how you live for God. It's not sitting there dissatisfied and worrying about what's happening after church. I come to church for one reason. To praise the Matter of fact, about three months after I got fired up, we had a good move one night. We have have lots of good moves. We really do. Got great music. Anyway, I sat on that second pew on that side, and I took off running best I can run. And all of a sudden, I was rolling on that floor. Evidently, there's a lot of people never heard of holy rolling. Evidently. I had some young people next service and said, You plan on rolling tonight? I said, Well, I'm built for rolling. (laughs) I'm round, hallelujah. But you know what? Man, I don't know what happened. All I know is about ten minutes or something, and all of a sudden I heard the pastor say, "All right, brother, Becton, why don't you dismiss us?" And I got up off that floor. I kid you not, I'm staggering around like this, and they handed me that mic, and I said, "I want you to know," and I begin to talk in tongues. This world needs to see somebody under the influence of the Holy Ghost. They see dopers every day. They see alcoholics every day. They see perversion every day. They hear- hear about drag queens every day. They need to come to the house of the Lord and see that there's a people. I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ for it is the power of God. It's the power. God set me free from gambling, alcohol, and drugs in 1981. He said, I'm not talking about some 12-step program. I'm not against it. We have a 12-step program. I'm not against that. I'm telling you, I walked up to Brother Huspeth in the prayer room before church, and I said, Brother Huspeth I can't live like this anymore. Would y'all pray for me? And they laid their hands on me, and I'm telling you, I had never felt such joy and peace. I quit cussing. I quit smoking. I quit doping. I quit drinking. That night right there, the Holy Ghost, Ghost is real. The Holy Ghost is powerful. The Holy Ghost will change your life. And, and the world needs to know it and our children need to know it. They need to feel it. And it's more than just us going through emotion. It's more than a country club. See church to a lot of people is a country club. You know what's wrong with some people? They're vaccinated. Not talking about COVID. They got just enough Holy Ghost to keep from getting the real thing. See, vaccination, they give you a little bit of the real thing so you build up. I've been to too many places. They've had the Holy Ghost. You know, back in 47, they got the Holy Ghost. When's the last time you got lost in the spirit? I'll just ask you that. When's the last time you didn't know where you was at during church? See, we've gone too long. The old timers used to call it praying through. That's more than talking in tongues. Praying through is, God, I surrender my will. I surrender my life. I surrender my dreams. I surrender my goals. That when I leave this place, Lord, I now have my mind stayed on you. Set your affections on things above. We need to move with the Holy Ghost. I'm about through. You want to? Come up here and just play a little something there. I don't know what made me look this up. It just a thought ran through my mind. It was a short trip. Didn't have much traffic. And uh, I thought about, I wonder, what's the longest standing ovations? So I Googled it. Boy, Brother Google a wonderful thing. I don't know if he's telling the truth or not, but I assume he is. He said, Charlie Chaplin no, he was an actor back 100 years ago. That when he got his Emmy or Academy, they stood for 12 minutes, clapped. Cal Ripken Jr., I know him. He was a baseball player. He broke Lou Gehrig's most consecutive games. They stood for 22 minutes and clapped for him. But then Placido Domingo, that's some kind of opera person, Gave a performance. And it says that they stood for 80 minutes. An hour and 20 minutes. They're praising that woman that her talent came from the Lord. But they were standing. They were so through. I've been in services. And we'll say, I'm sure you have too. Let's just give the Lord a minute of praise. We can't make a minute. Isn't it pitiful? Really? Boy, about. 15 seconds, you know, like, oh, my arms are tired. They stood and gave these people over stuff that will not matter in eternity. They stood and honored them and praised them and was talking about them. I wonder what do I owe God? I can't ever give him enough. That's why I, I can never praise him enough. People say, why do you get so excited? He only washed my sins away. He only wrote my name in the Lamb's book of life. Matter of fact, he said, don't have joy because you got money in the bank. Don't have joy because you got a good car. Don't have joy because your family's." doing good. You need to rejoice because your name is written down in heaven. Oh, there's a new name written in heaven and it's mine. I know it's mine. If your name is still written in the Lamb of life, you ought to be praising God. It doesn't matter what else is happening in your life. Well, I don't want to be a curiosity sinker. I've wasted a lot of time in my life I'm kind of a selfish person. You hadn't seen it though, huh? No. Yeah. I've wasted lots of time. I realize the clock is running down a little bit. Anybody know your days are numbered? I don't I try not to think about it much. My daddy at 94 years old. He was just as upbeat and chipper as he could be. I thought he was shooting for a hundred, you know. But one time I said, Daddy, if I could just go back and be forty again. He said, David, if I could just be 65 again. Let me tell you, it's never too late to start over. It's never, anybody ever want to be a prayer warrior? It's not too late. Anybody ever want to be a soul winner? It's not too late. Anybody ever want to be a worshiper? It's not too late. You don't have to run or jump or scream, but your heart, when you reach out to God with everything you got, and you're thanking Him and praising Him, and you've got your mind stayed on Him, I will. God is looking for somebody to worship Him. The Bible says, For the eyes of the Lord... Run to and fro throughout the whole earth to show himself strong in behalf of them whose heart is perfect toward him. You know what? I I would dare say in Paris, Texas, there's not a lot of people in church tonight. Isn't that probably a fair statement? There's some up down Shreveport. They're on the lake. They're at the casino. They're at the bar. But what that scripture says, God's looking for Somebody. He's trying to find somebody. He's going throughout the whole earth. I'm looking. Is there anybody that appreciates what I've done? Is there anybody still remembers where I found them? Is there anybody still wanting to go to the marriage supper of the Lamb? Is there anybody? Hey, with what's going on in Israel right now, you better be praising God. You better be magnifying God. I don't know when Jesus is coming, but I want to go out praising God. Why don't we stand right now? They're gonna sing a song. Matter of fact, if anybody would like prayer, anything we do, we'll be glad to pray. I don't Every know if y'all gather around the front or what. Is,
1: Jesus Christ is
2: Hallelujah! Forever. Come on, can we praise him just a couple of minutes? Hallelujah.
1: Oh, I call
2: da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da da 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 Oh, I call da da da, da, da. Come on, I wish somebody would get a hold of God for just a minute or two. Oh, would somebody think about him? Oh, God, I'm gonna bow. I'm gonna confess that you're Lord of Lords. Oh, God, you're the mighty God. El Shaddai, the Holy One of Israel. Oh, I
1: just can't stop.
2: Oh, I just can't stop. Yeah. Oh, Jesus oh, oh, come on, let's praise him just another minute Oh, God, I lift you up I magnify you I exalt you Oh, I worship you Oh, I call the Oh, I call Oh, I call the Oh, hallelujah Hallelujah! Oh God touch Jesus, us one more time Jesus, Oh God thank you for your mercy Oh God Jesus, thank you for your patience Thank you for your long suffering Oh just come the the just Hallelujah Oh yeah. Come on let's, I can't stop praising him Come on let's praise him a minute Oh Hallelujah, hallelujah, thank you, Jesus, 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 thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. every Jesus. knee's gonna bow, oh, holy ghost, follow us, Lord, I'm not satisfied, I want more of you. Oh God, consume me. Oh Lord, every with the Holy Ghost in. and with fire. Oh God, burn within me, Lord. Oh Lord, right now, shut yourself strong.
1: Oh, every knee shall Jesus Oh,
2: Jesus Oh, I, just, just, can't can't stop stop oh, I just, just
1: can't stop praising his name. I just can't stop
2: praising his name, Jesus. Now, let, let me tell you one more thing. Number one, it's how you end up at Boy, isn't that counts. Boy, that's a wonderful thought. I don't care how much we messed up today. It's how I end up. I won't give you something. Just I tell every the place I go, I'm going to tell them this. I don't know if anybody's catching it. About a year and a half ago, I like to go to the church and pray in the prayer room. And it mentioned about the tabernacle of David. I don't know where I've been all this time. You know, when David brought the ark back, they took six paces and, they, you know, they worshiped. When they got there, David had set up a tent. That's where they put the ark. There wasn't a veil. And then it says that he appointed Levites and people to continually, 24 hours a day, they had to be out there praising the Lord. Now, I've always started my prayer time off with a little praise. You know, thank you, Jesus, you know, for washing my sins What well, I got fired up about a year and a half ago. And so I'd have made up my mind when I'm in that prayer room, you know, it's just me in there. Didn't they? I start off praising God. I got to where I started kind of dancing around them chairs, you know. Lord, it's just me and you. I just want you to know you're worthy. One day I went about an hour and a half because I forgot what was going on. A time or two, somebody walked in on me and they looked at me and like, what am I doing? But you see, I wasn't doing it for them. I want him to know, I don't, I don't praise God just when I'm at church. My wife, I'm not a singer. I wish I could. I can't hear parts. I don't know Alto from Leo or whatever it is. I don't know any of that. But I love to sing. My mother always sang she didn't know we got married when I wake up in the morning he brought me out of the miry clay what I'm calling he set my feet on the rock I mean all day long I am praising God. That's when I come to the house of the Lord. It's not hard to praise God because that is my lifestyle. I want to challenge you. It's not just come to church and live for God or praise the Lord. You ought to get up singing a song. When you're having a bad day, sing a song. When you're having a good day, sing a song. When the children are good, sing a song. When the children are bad, sing a song. When you're tempted, sing a song. There's something about singing and praising. Praising the God. When Saul got troubled by an evil spirit, he called for David. And David played the harp. And it chased it away. I'm here to tell you there's power in praise. And I think he kind of likes it when I'm just doing it, just being him. I don't know if y'all know this song. I won't look at my wife. She probably tired of hearing me saying it. There was a lady that sung a song. Each morning I wake up. Before I put on my makeup, I sing a little song for you. Your makeup's that mask you put on before you go to work. That mask before you see your children. Oh, God, here they come. You know, you know that mask. Before I do anything else, one other little thing I'll tell you, I started about two years ago. I, I wake up, I don't know about y'all, I can't sleep all night. And I would look at my bank account, or I'd check my email, and the Lord convicted me. So now when I wake up at 1 o'clock, 2 o'clock, first thing I do is read the Psalms. I'm going to acknowledge Lord before I do anything else I'm going to read the word of the Lord before I look at anything else I want him to know this is my habit this is my desire God you're the most important thing in my life hey that bank account's going to be burned up that house is going to be burned up that car is going to be burned up but what I send on to heaven is going I'm going to lay up some treasure up in heaven where rust and moth and they can't be stolen why because all the time while we sing that song one more time before we go can we just one more time oh lord I can't stop oh I can't stop oh Lord I don't want to stop oh Lord I lift you up oh I call da. that I won't, I won't turn back, oh hallelujah, how about one more time, can we send up a hallelujah, one more time, can we send up Jesus, one more time, I love you Lord, oh, I won't turn back now, hallelujah, oh I just can't stop, praising his name, I just can't Praise it in
1: his name. Praise his name. Jesus,
2: Jesus, Anybody remember those services Praising where you used to linger? Anybody remember, we had a few times and we stayed at the 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock, midnight. Why? It was we was taking up time, the Holy Ghost began to fall. And the more it failed, the more I worshiped. And the more I worshiped, the more the power of God failed. Oh God, I'm hungry. I'm thirsty. I'm desirous. Oh God, take this whole world, but give me Jesus. Oh Lord, take this whole world, but give me Jesus. Praising his name. name.
1: name. Jesus. Jesus.
2: I'm I'm trying to give you all the wisdom I have. Read your Bible when you wake up. Sing to the Lord. When I started preaching a little bit again, you know what I found out? I had trouble worshiping, preaching, and then praying. You can't tell by looking at me, but I was a little out of shape. And so you know what I did? I started jogging. Do you know I I jog an hour? I try to jog three, four, five times a week an hour. You know what motivated me? I wanted to be able to praise the Lord. I was tired of every time I'd go hallelujah, I'd be out of breath. I was tired of I couldn't worship during the worship service. This is one of my personal things I don't like. We used to have evangelists come by. And they'd sit over calm and cool. And then when they take the pulpit, woo! You know, I'm thinking, my word, why didn't you do that when we was worshiping? Part of it is they're not in shape. So I made up my mind, praise God. I'm going to, praise God, I'm going to dance. I'm going to jog. Because when I come to the house of the Lord, I'm thankful right now, hallelujah, that God, I've got good health. Don't take any medication. Hey, hey. That doctor, he'll say, boy, you're about the healthiest big old boy I know. I said, well, thank you. I try to stay in shape. He said, no, you got good DNA. Matter of fact, he said, there is something I need to tell you. My blood pressure good, my sugar good, my cholesterol good, all that stuff's good. He said, but you're a beast. I said, oh, I'm a beast. He said, no, obese. I said, oh. He said, you don't see any big 80-year-old men. He said, you see them in their 70s. He said, you better start doing something about it. Well, I, that's not why I did it. I want to be able to worship the Lord. That's not how fast you can run or how far you're. You know, one day I took off making a lap. And poor all them teenage boys, they must have been frustrated. You know, I'm just kind of, you know, they're all behind me. Couldn't get around. Hallelujah. We look like a chain. matter of fact, the other week, Lily, she's 12, asked Gloria, said, where's where's Papa at? She said he's out jogging when I first start off that hour I start off you know at a decent pace that last little bit I'm just trying to get to the house she saw me coming she went there and said Mimi he said he's not jogging he's just moving his arms like (laughs) this hey I was moving my arms though (laughs) but what motivated me is as long as I can right If the Lord lets me live, I know I won't always be able to do it. Matter of fact, I've done told a few boys, I used to play softball all the time. If you get on first base when you get older, you can get a runner. You know, I told him I'm going to need a runner for church. Whew, I'm going to signal, you come over, hit my hand, take and make a lap for me, hallelujah. Because I want somebody praising God. I want somebody magnifying God. I want my children, my grandchildren. I want them to worship God. I want them to feel the old time power. I don't want them just knowing about and lights and cameras and all this coffee shop. Nothing wrong with all of that. But what I want them to see is somebody weeping and laid out in the floor and there's tissues all over the floor where somebody's been praying and the power of God fell and somebody comes in and runs to the altar because God is in the building. That's what they need to see. Well, let's let's end with a word of prayer. Father, I do love you today. Oh God, I can never thank you and praise you enough. Uh, I ask you to bless this wonderful group of people here, Lord. Uh, oh God, they've been faithful to this church. Uh, I feel that revival spirit here, Lord. Uh, oh God, that encourages me. Uh, oh God, let our elders understand uh, that we're the one that's going to probably bring revival. We got more time to pray. We got more time to seek your face. Uh, oh God, give us a burden. Give us a desire. Give us A hunger oh God do it now protect us as we go bless the children and young people in Jesus name well shake a few hands and be friendly now tell brother Meyer I did good okay